Chapter 1 Tabor Grace had a slim file on the passenger seat of his car and a cigarette burning down in the ashtray. He was sitting back against the headrest, his bloodshot eyes staring into the dark. He'd often thought about sitting in the same position in his garage, breathing in exhaust fumes through a hosepipe. Tabor Grace was 42 years old, short and slight. He liked to dress in straight-legged jeans and plain, washed-out shirts, always buttoned to the neck. His hair, thick and brown, fell across one eye. Someone in a bar once joked that it was his private eye. The private eye with the private eye. Tabor Grace mostly had the sense not to go into bars to listen to drunk talk. He was not a competent drunk. He would recognize the early signs of his drunkenness, the softness around the edge of his vision, the longest search for words, and it was too hard these days to resist being drawn to the dissolution. After an hour waiting in the dark, watching the snowfall over Denver, Tabor Grace knew that his client was not going to show. November 14th, evening. It was to have been their second meeting, to see how the client wanted to proceed, based on Tabor Grace's preliminary findings. These meetings were always the same. The client would sit like a prisoner in the electric chair. But the current came from within. The spark of dueling fears as their suspicions were about to be confirmed or dismissed. There was no comfort in either. And there was no comfort for Tabor Grace. He had intimate knowledge of his clients, their lives, the lives of those close to them. He was the stranger witness to their darkest betrayals. They needed this knowledge. They paid him for it. Yet they didn't want him to have it. Each time he delivered it, he could see in their eyes how quickly he became repellent. Tabor Grace had been the bearer of bad news before had been part of his first job. Then, like now, it never touched him. It was a practical delivery of information, uncomplicated by emotion. In that job, he had been bound by propriety. He was on time, he spoke politely, he never swore. When he was fired, it became easy to believe that he was what he had always feared he was, just a small-town boy shoulder to shoulder with his blue-collar buddies, no taller. The problem was that he had never fit into that small-town world, and he had run from it as soon as he could. Tabor Grace had liked the manly man he became when he left his hometown. He liked his new life in Denver. But what he had loved at the start became what he hated at the end, like a failed relationship. The life that came with his job was like a smart overcoat he had carefully put on that fit perfectly, but gradually began to slip from his shoulders. And he only realized it was gone when the world got very, very cold. And later, when his home did. Melissa Grace, his sweetheart wife, had also liked the manly man and couldn't understand why, despite the early end to one career, her husband appeared to have thrown it all away. 
But Tabor Grace, fired and depressed, slowly convinced himself that his job had been the first thing his wife had seen, the part that impressed her and promised her so much. It turned out that Tabor Grace never believed that his wife loved him for who he was, for his heart, or for how it used to be. The Graces had one son. He had blonde hair to his shoulders and an exceptionally pretty face, his mother's face, with his father's long eyelashes. He was christened Tabor Grace Jr., but his father, as his own life unraveled, began to call him TJ. He had given him the nickname he swore he never would, because maybe being called Tabor Grace would just be bad luck. Tabor Grace knew that he had neglected his marriage to death. Even now.